0: Welcome into this edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by Callaway Golf. I'm Lav, soon to be joined by Rex. It is day two of the Open Championship, and our bosses have still allowed us to do these daily pods from St. Andrews. This edition, Rex, Cameron Smith goes deep and finds the halfway lead. Roy McIlroy keeps pace, and Tiger Woods says farewell. Kinda, but not really. First... Callaway has developed a beautiful new staff bag for the Open with the help of creative students from two schools in St. Andrews. Callaway and St. Andrews created the Big Bag Trail, encouraging students to submit their best designs to honor the town and the old course. Ten finalists were selected, and the winning bag was designed by 17-year-old Iona Stevens. You have likely seen Iona's design featured on Callaway staff bags during coverage of rounds one and two, but if not, you can catch it while watching coverage from St. Andrews all weekend. You can also check out featured coverage about the bag and much more on golfchannel.com. Hey, Rex, that's where we write. All of our stories appear uh, on golfchannel.com. You're currently working, tapping out a story on Roy McElroy. I filed a piece on Tiger Woods. Let's start with Rory. Three shots off Cameron Smith's lead heading into the weekend at St. Andrews, what stood out to you about his 68 today?
1: It was an emotional day for me. I'm clearly, For you? Yeah, I'm clearly in the bag for Rory. I mean, we've we established this. And he starts with four consecutive pars. And all I see in four consecutive pars are, oh, this is happening again. Like, he has put himself in a position to be in contention well into the weekend, well into a Sunday at a major championship. And now he's going to come out and shoot a 72. And he's going to get laughed. And he's going to be tied for 25th to start the weekend and everything else after that is just going to fade away. And it's going to happen again. There's a reason why he is eight years removed from his last major championship. And then I I think he kind of gutted it out. I don't think he had his best stuff today. There was three consecutive consecutive birdies starting on the 10th hole. There was a very, very unlikely birdie on the 17th hole for a 68 that puts him right in the mix. There's a, there's a calmness to him. There's a level of confidence that I really haven't felt at a major championship certainly in a long time from Roy. And I'm not saying it's his turn, although I think that's what you said on the walk home to the flat.
0: Yeah, it certainly feels like this is his major championship. I know he's three shots behind Cameron Smith and we can go through the list of contenders and I'm sure that we certainly will, but nothing that I saw today discouraged me from thinking that Roy McElroy can win this open championship. The only two bogeys that he made uh, in round two were three putts, poor distance control, bad breaks, whatever the case may be, that he was uh, three-putting from 60 feet. It, he is a top-10 putter now, Rex, uh, on the PGA Tour. I have full confidence in him uh, that he will be uh, able to hold the important putts that he needs to uh, on the weekend. That said, 17 really felt like an important moment today. He was able to get that shot within 15 or 20 feet and make the putt. Uh, a little bit uh, dismayed by the, the finish, and I think Roy was too. I didn't think he was particularly upbeat. Uh, when he spoke to us, he took a decent amount of questions, but for over those five to 10 minutes, but I wouldn't say he was bubbling with enthusiasm. Well, no, uh, I would go excitement. the other way on that
1: though. And I agree. Even yesterday, I felt like he was very subdued. And I think that's almost by design because my you guess, think You think that's Bob Rotel at work? I don't know if it's Bob, but it's certainly the idea of what Bob puts into play is that you can't get too excited on Friday of a major championship. Because if you're doing that, you're just going to wear yourself out and there's going to be nothing left in the tank on sunday and certainly i guess you could make an argument that rory ha- has done that just go back to the last major championship the u.s open when we were probably having this same conversation just not on the pod because we didn't do those every night but now we're bringing to the to bringing the pod to you every night every night quick turn around that's
0: what people wanted within an hour
1: that's right so well we done need, we need to hear about it we didn't hear anything today no, on twitter did not no one's listening yes i, I want to hear about it but at the U.S. Open, he opens with rounds of 67, 69. He's right there in the mix. I think it was one stroke off the lead. Then what happened? Start the weekend, and he, fin- he, he, just, he just throws a big, fat, ugly 73 in my lap. Just slaps me across the face like was a He was playing dish. hard. Was he? He was playing hard that day. Not, I'm, I'm not saying he was playing hard. I'm saying the <laughs> golf course is playing hard. It's those rounds that have held him back. Again, eight years, 104 major championship rounds since he won the 2014 PGA Championship at Valhalla. And every single one of those rounds, every single one of those tournaments, there was a 73 on Saturday Looney. There was always one of these opportunities for him not to live up to his potential. And I've said this time and time again on this podcast, that he is the most inconsistent star player in the game, where he can go out and do absolutely amazing things. The birdie on 17 being
0: the primary example. I don't know how many birdies there were on 17. Because we live in the Stone Ages with the statistics in relating to the o- open championship you, there's no stroke scan number there's no shot link you can barely get fairways hit this is this is what we're dealing with in the year 2022 <laughs> and this is what we have we we're just going by feels and the eye test
1: and i will take it a step further i went and asked one of the rna people can you help me out here? How many birdies have been?
0: It was 17? the answer, was kind of what I got when I said hello to a nice marshal today. Arrgh. <laughs> no, okay, sir. Are you a pirate said, or are you Scottish?
1: Good day, sir. <laughs> no, they went and got a piece of paper and a pen, and we started doing math. And I well, Cal- some sort of calculus. Are we living in the dark ages? Uh, there has to be. This has to be on a computer somewhere. So no, I can't. I can't. Sir, tell- all I
0: asked you was how many birdies he made. <laughs> I
1: can't tell you how many birdies were made. I can't imagine. There were many, and even Rory was a little sheepish when he was asked about the second shot. He got a flyer, probably flew. I think he said eight yards further than he expected it to. So it put him in a position. I just think in this situation, and I agree with you, I think that was a turning moment because this was the round that could have been a 72 or a 73 or a 74.
0: It better not have been. The golf course isn't going to play any easier than it did on Friday. If he shoots 72 or 73 or 74, he needs to find a new line of work.
1: Uh, according to the forecast, it was probably supposed to play as easy as it's going to play. My guess is the wind switched and kind of confused guys. It wasn't a strong wind.
0: It was not. It was five to 10 miles an hour. Let's not overplay this, but that's enough. On but a it, was a it was a different it was, direction. It was
1: a completely different wind where everything was kind of off the right and down on the front nine. And then once you made the turn and started coming back, everything was into and off the left. And we know how much you love that particular wind with
0: a driver in your hand. I know how uh, foreboding you view some of uh, Rory's weekend rounds, uh, how dispiriting, how demoralizing it has been over the years. However, I think this is a different test in that he's going to need something in the sixties in order to keep pace uh, over the weekend. This is the type of uh, tournament that, that he, that he thrives in, that he excels in over the, over the years where he needs to make birdies not necessarily the grind it out slug fest where you know something around par is going to be good give him something 68 of the weekend I think no be no, no start. throw your stat out there nope. and
1: anger all of the United nope. Kingdom no one's one listening yesterday
0: no one's going to listen today uh he and he needs to make birdies to keep pace with Cameron Smith uh 64 bogey free 64 for Cameron Smith the players champion 13 under par two shot lead over another Cameron Cameron Young. Uh, my Cameron uh, is currently uh, visiting a fire station, uh, and he seems to be having uh, a great time. Cameron Smith had all, had a great time as well, Rex. That's a professional segue. Uh, on the old course, you went into his press conference, came back and said, boy, was that boring. Your takeaway, please. He's not a very exciting person. I mean, am I alone in this? I wrote the Players Championship game of this year. Yes, you wrote Don't about Cameron
1: Smith's balls. We, we all remember what that one was like. You wrote about Cameron Smith's balls.
0: Is that correct? yes <laughs> his stones his guts you
1: called him everything except for what i just called him
0: i the only time i used that was in uh, a quote this is a contract Rex. i'm not going to use the type of uh, language uh, on the podcast but since you did this is this is your uh, across the bar it's right in front of our boss mercer bags and our other
1: boss deon hoggers who we were both in the studio audience tonight not saying anything luckily
0: it's not gonna last long now not gonna last long what was your besides him being boring i, I mean cameron smith it was what we've come to expect of Sixty-four, me, which is, a lot of birdies,
1: a lot of birdies, not a lot of mistakes made a lot of putts. I think you and I had this conversation on the walk back to South street in our beautiful little flat that I need to see him drive the ball. Well, when the winds come up over the weekend and that's going to be the key because we go back and it's probably not entirely fair, but I think both of us go back. The last year's playoff event in new jersey <laughs> when he hits the first tee shot in, in, the, first in the Hudson, in in the the Hudson, Hudson River. River it's still floating in the Hudson River it's at the bottom of the Hudson River like so many bodies I really think that I need to see him perform under that sort of pressure and I'm not saying he can't you did have pressure at TPC Sawgrass well that that's what I was segueing to and I'm not saying he almost can't. gave it away however at TBC Sawgrass if, if you recall And I will make the argument that that's a vastly different test than what he's going to face over the next two days on the old course at St. Andrews with the open championship on the line.
0: Thinking back to TBC Sawgrass, he actually tried to give that one away. 16, snap hooked it, needed a hit. This missile three iron from 240 ended up making par there. He clearly shoved his tee shot on 17. Of course on 18 blew it way right, hit it in the water uh, and made his scrambling park. He still won that, that championship. However, there's going to be some trouble uh, that lurks. That's why, when you look at this leaderboard, that's why I, I still have so much confidence in Roy Mackerel, even though he is three shots behind. Cameron Smith, I want to see him his driving uh, in the crosswinds. Cameron Young has never won on the PGA Tour. He will. He will. He will. But I don't know a, if a this terrific is as player, yeah. has had a terrific year. He's been the best rookie on the PGA Tour this year. Uh, backed up his 64 with a 69 uh, when he uh, had a little bit of a slow start i certainly think that was impressive but he's going to be feeling some things rex uh, this weekend that he has never felt before victor hovland once those winds pick up he's also going to be missing some greens hmm. let's see how that chipping holds up against uh, that not incredibly firm nut turf in fact uh, i talked to a member of his team i said wow how's it going with victor and he goes yeah he's, he's doing great making a lot of putts I said how's, how's he holding up with the chipping He goes, he's not chipping it's putting everything 20 30 40 yards
1: but that's but, the beauty of Link's golf, is it not? Like, it is. He, he can he can hide we can all admit it's a deficiency in his game. He can hide that behind the idea that you can putt from 67 yards.
0: If it's However, starts, if it starts blowing 15-20 miles an hour judging the speed on 20-30 yard putts uh, is not the recommended course of action.
1: The alternative is holding a 60 degree wedge against that turf. And no one no one wants oh God, to see him try to do just that.
0: knife just <laughs> knife sitting. straight into the Old grade tune. Uh, Dustin Johnson, four shots off the lead. He's probably going to forget that he's going to need to play seventy-two holes uh, for this one. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, there it is. Scotty, Scotty. Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, uh, the most underrated, uh, overlooked player. I would say this week, back-to-back rounds of sixty-eight. I think you and I were talking uh, earlier this morning. I absolutely love Scotty Scheffler's game. There is zero weakness in him. Uh, it. I think coincidentally, the only major championship that he did not show up in this year. Was at Southern Hills. That's the PGA that Championship. The most, yeah. His favorite golf course, his favorite golf course in the world, is Southern Hills, and that's the only one in which he has not been in contention. He missed the cut there. Obviously, he won the Masters. He was T two at the U.S. Open, and now through thirty six holes, uh, he finds himself uh, in a tie for six. Rex, I want to transition to a dude who will not be here on the weekend. These are very short pods. I feel like we're going very fast. Got to be a hot fifty. Got to be fast. We won't. two minutes. We didn't hear anything. Probably go. because no one was listening. But that's Tiger Woods nine over par through 36 holes. Everyone, Rex, was watching on what was going to happen on 18. Would he stand on the Swilkin Bridge, wave goodbye, do a little posing, do what Arnold Palmer did in 1995, do what Jack Nicklaus did in 2005, do what Tom Watson did in 2015, and that is to take the iconic image of him standing there saluting, waving goodbye. Tiger Woods, he did not do that. Tiger Woods blew over the bridge. There was no hesitation. There was no stopping. There was no even consideration that he would have that ceremonial uh, aspect to this round. The golf, the golf certainly looked ceremonial. Tiger was not quite ready uh, to embrace that yet. Shut up! I'm not crying. You're crying. I wasn't crying. Uh, I did not. Cr- Dion cried
1: apparently. yes that was quite the grunt coming from the gallery that may have just been
0: the jameson talking not sure not
1: sure uh no there was emotion once he realized it i did find it fascinating that even at this point this stage where you don't think
0: he realized he was nine shots off the lead or nine shots off the the cut line and
1: i think that's that's a perfect example because nine shots off the cut line and he is still grinding on the last tee shot to the point that he has to turn around and realize that his caddy joey lacava has hung back by the tee That he stage stage, That Matt and Matt Fitzpatrick are both trying to give him as much room as possible to enjoy this moment in the sun walking down the 18th fairway. And I think that's the perfect snapshot of Tiger Woods, is it not? He's in this competitive coma, I'm going to call it, because all that matters is executing the shot. And that's all he's going to think about until, why isn't everyone walking with me? Oh, yeah, this is probably going to be my last turn at St. Andrews. And there was emotion. And he talked about, you know, there were tears. And I do think. He's getting to that stage in his career where he will, he will allow himself to at least glimpse into that sort of that area that he never allowed himself to look at as far as emotionally, I need to enjoy this because it's probably going to be the last time I walk down this fairway during the Open
0: Championship. We keep saying probably, most likely, we, we're, we're couching all these. 2030, 20 apparently. So, so, who who so, so, There's so been Tiger no announcement, but there
1: 2030 has, is apparently
0: when the, they're going to come back. The, the RNA has not made any announcements. They have not uh, released any open venues past 2025. Both Tiger and John Rom both dropped 2030. That does make a lot of sense. you got to put Portrush uh, back into the rotation. like a long time. It gets now. you back on the 2030, mm-hmm. 2035 type of train i also think rex that gives them some time to see what's going to happen with these equipment regulations and whether the old course potentially in five seven years time is going to be a little bit more playable uh, for the elite pro and not have to trick it up like they've done uh, over the first 36 holes here so we keep couching this right as is it, it you know could be is he did and what's all likelihood but he did it's going to be it's going to be 99 percent chance that tiger woods does not play in the 2030 open as a competitor i'm not going to do that not- he, said, he said himself that I don't think I'll be able to physically do it. Not That's a, Tiger. That's not- eight years. He'd be 54 with a fused back, with a, with a uh, metal right leg, and with a, a psyche that has been battered by living an entire life in the spotlight. There is no way that in eight years' time he can play the Open Championship.
1: But you just sat here and rattled off all of those great victory laps that Tom Watson and Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus – Were they great victory laps or were they – Ceremonial, but great. We all enjoyed it. I was there for the Tiger doesn't do anything ceremonial. I was actually there for all three now that I think Tiger so. doesn't do anything ceremonial. Not now, but I think he will in seven years. See, I don't think so. I think he's too proud to do that. No. I mean, and, and here's the conversation. Tiger's not a golfer We did this last time. Tiger's week. not I a to do this again. He this is, is, is an athlete. Not, this is not the conversation. He's not a golfer. He's an athlete. I, I understand. But he's going to be a much, much different person seven years from now. Just like he's a much different person. He might not be playing golf seven in seven years. years ago. That being said. This is what you do at St. Andrews and Augusta National. I would say there's two places in golf where he will take that ceremonial last lap. This is going to be the place. I'm not willing to go there and say 99. That's ridiculous. You can't say
0: that. 50. He's gonna be 54. He can barely walk I'm right now. I'm 55. Where he he's going. I can walk at this place. Barely. <laughs> really? <laughs> Look, there's a couple. There's a there's a couple aspects to this, and the reason why I don't think. That he will be playing golf at that time, not just because his body is breaking down, but I don't think he's going to uh, potentially put himself through the rigors and, and and play tournament golf if this is what he can do. You look. I'm at not the talking teammate. about tournament golf.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not talking about
0: that. Yes, but that's an important aspect of this, is it not? That he, Jack Nicklaus was not... not
1: playing tournament golf when he took his ceremonial victory lap here at St. Andrews. Tom Watson was not doing. So you're going it. to say Tiger could
0: potentially it. not play for three or four years, and then he shows up. At yes. the 2030 Open Championship at St. Andrews to get a proper goodbye. I mean, John Daly does it every single year, but yeah, I think that that's going to happen. So Tiger Woods could potentially shoot 87, but as long as he gets that photo up on the on the 36th hole, that's what he wants. I don't he know ha- if, he has some pretty good images I, from today. You, you can look through Getty. You can look on social media. I don't know if it's you what can go he wants. The broadcast.
1: I think it might be what the people around him and certainly the people in golf want. He's got some terrific images.
0: Go on, Getty. He can download them. Go to Costco. Print it out for $20. bucks. he has got a great poster size.
1: I'm pretty sure Charlie and Sam and the rest of the family want to be there. Let's say it is 2030. Let's say that is the date. I truly believe that they want to make a show of this. That you want to enjoy that. That this is what you worked your whole life for. I, I disagree with you. We had this conversation last night.
0: Can't we move on? Uh, how about his golf? Since you were the one, Ugh. Doug Ferguson uh, of the Associated yeah. Press said, Are you going to hammer Rex? Uh, over his prediction i said look we've all said some some stupid things i would certainly said some stupid things on this you podcast. said top
1: 25 it's not as though you were that far off from what i was saying you said could contend and i, I couch that by saying top 25 top is
0: not contention
1: and i said top 10 so you and i were separated probably realistically
0: by three strokes um four, yeah. four or five no depending on the conditions kicked up uh, over the weekend i'm not gonna split here. what's your what's your, what's your level of surprise one one to ten by tiger shooting nine over it was his worst Uh, first two rounds of an open in his career at
1: this open given what we thought was going to be the game plan that he circled this one on the calendar for a specific reason that he skipped the u.s open because he wanted to be at his absolute best given the fact that when we saw him moving around this week we all agreed that he looked better he looked like he was a little bit looser a little bit freer you actually were crowing on twitter Yesterday or two days ago, about watching him hit balls on the range, about how it's just poetry in motion. It it was all of those things. Uh, so on a scale of one to ten,
0: seven. Eight. He is still a very good golfer. You put him on the range, he can hit all the shots. But if apparently not. Him, if you put him in a golf cart and send him out at at, at uh, medalist in, in South Florida, his home golf course, I am sure. I have little doubt that he can shoot in the low to mid sixties. That's the type of player that he is. However, then he hops into a golf cart and keeps it going when you look at his major championship season since we have to put a bow on this now since he is no longer going to be around for the weekend in nine major rounds this year rex tiger woods shot a combined 34 over par i think it's remarkable that tiger woods made the cut in the first two majors of the year considering where he was physically but those little mini triumphs were really a testament to his grit and not necessarily great golf at this point now he has nothing to build towards. He has eight, nine months before the first major championship of the you year. Don't think he's at home we think we're going to see at the PNC Championship. The hero. We're obviously going to expect to see him at the PNC Championship uh, when Bob Herrig uh, of Sports Illustrated, our buddy, asked him, you know, could you theoretically see yourself adding some tournaments uh, to your schedule in 2023 well, so you could be sharper? In theory, the Players Championship, Quail Hollow Memorial tournaments like that, right? Tagovitz basically laughed, and I found him to be quite grim in his assessment in saying, no, it, it's hard just to walk 18 holes. It's a semi-miracle. I'm, I was even able to do what I was able to do this year.
1: And I'm, I'm only going to bring this up because we, we do need to move on. But in the context of you researching your column and, and trying to figure out what angle you wanted to take, I threw the Ben Hogan idea out there that Ben Hogan was able to do it with a very limited schedule after the car crash. And I stumbled across probably the greatest statistic of all time. And and I wish we had some sort of imaging or some sort of song to go along with this because no one is ever going to beat this. In 1953, Ben Hogan he he won. (laughs) Sorry. He won five times in 1953. Somehow while playing four events. No one's ever beating that. It's mathematically impossible for anyone to ever beat. Them.
0: I mean, there's some weird proams in there. <laughs> there's some weird shootouts uh, that are part uh, of the PGA Tour record. Did you use that in your comp? I did not. However, I did use I did use the Hogan comparison and said it's not really a comparison. Tiger Woods is 10 years older. He had way more physical scar tissue, and oh yeah, he's competing against Hogan fields that got are Tiger drove himself off a cliff. <laughs> well, and completely, it shattered wasn't a cliff, and completely shattered his right leg. You didn't say a cliff, did you? It's not, it wasn't a cliff. He threw himself off a cliff. He <laughs> threw himself off a cliff. Drove himself off a cliff. All right, never mind. What's she said. What's I don't know. What's what's the roommate saying? Keep going. Uh, anything else, Rex? I have no idea. Uh, on time, no one's no one's keeping me. Uh, a mercers giving me a... the stink I think we've run through the hot. Fish. Anything else? What do you What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Real quick. uh The wins
1: coming up because if not, uh Mark slayball from ESPN made the prediction it's that twenty three hundred mark <laughs> twenty three hundred was going to win, and you and I both laughed in his face. And now they're halfway through, and the, the leader is at 1300 So I'm a little nervous. I, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm sure Martin Slumbers in the RNA is a little nervous as well. We need some weather. We need something to kick up. We need something to give
0: some sort of teeth back to the old course. If not, this is going to get out. I didn't think it got totally out of control today. I mean, it was spitting rain this morning. That was obviously going to take a little bit of fire out of the golf course, make some of those difficult hole locations a little bit more accessible. There was virtually no wind, even if it did come out of a different direction. And yet the scoring average, not that we know it, because we have no access to the stat center or shot length. Do you know how many birdies were made on 17? Nope. We have no stats from the 21st century. Uh, I would guess the scoring average was somewhere. Uh, around par if not a little bit better did not get out of control by any stretch of the imagination still expect, concerned though i, I still expect want the wind to see the, some win i expect the wind to kick up on the weekend i expect the whole locations uh, to be difficult i want to see this place as fast and as fiery uh, as possible if you guys enjoyed this pod do what you do Find us on Twitter. Rex is already going, uh, already getting ratioed after his Phil Mickelson tweet. Uh, make sure to check that one out. Just facts, people. Just facts. We'll talk to you guys uh, on Saturday evening. We'll see how the leaderboard shakes out at this 150th Open Championship. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by Callaway Golf. Talk to you tomorrow night. Cameron Smith has got some stones.